Saturday morning words and coffee. Another nice day outside. I seem to be saying that every Saturday. The sun is shining every Saturday and it's freezing cold. (laughs) But we'll get out there to enjoy it soon enough. I mean, you can get out there and enjoy it. Uh, Snowshoeing and ice skating and stuff, I suppose. But with lockdown things in place, there's not too much to do. But I spend my time trying to live it as best I can, usually just going for walks around the city and stuff. Uh, A short one today, a friend had written something on the book of faces, saying that someone close to her had passed away, and I felt very sorry about that. Um, I know that people are are going through a lot of hard times right now, and it's tough to find if I'm going to stick with poetry. I mean, I read the odd bit of prose, but if I'm going to stick with poetry, it's tough to find stuff that cheers you up. Poets need their pain. They certainly It's certainly the number one thing that drives them to the page, if not love, and often even those love poems end badly for the poet. But uh, the one poem about death is called Parting by Emily Dickinson, which I come back to a lot when I hear about the passing of someone or someone going through grief. It's not a particularly happy poem, but I think it has a certain ambivalence that I like. So I'm going to read that. It's very short, as a lot of uh, Emily Dickinson's poems are. But I'm going to read that, and then I'll come back with a little bit of commentary and meditation while enjoying a coffee on a cold but sunny winter morn. So here is Emily Dickinson parting. My life closed twice before its close. It yet remains to see if immortality unveil a third event to me. So huge, so hopeless to conceive, as these that twice befell. Parting is all we know of heaven, and all we need of hell. And that's parting. I don't believe that she titled it. She never titled, I don't think, any of her poems, although maybe a couple that she sent for publication. But most of her poems either have a number, which is strictly the editor putting that number there as a title, or something like a title, or the first line of the poem is taken as a title. Um, Emily Dickinson, an interesting story in the sense that she uh, grew up in Massachusetts uh, in the 1800s. She was not a famous poet in her time at all. She would be stunned to find out just how famous she is today. At least um, she was very famous at the turn of the, around the late 1800s, and the turn of the 20th century there. Very famous as a writer now. Of course, poetry has taken a backseat way back seat to uh, written literature and and film and music, but uh, she's still in literary circles, extremely popular, Um, and she would be stunned by that because (laughs) almost none of her stuff was published in her time, and she even was a little bit ambivalent about publishing things during her time, and famously, her poems were discovered by a family member after she died, or the majority of her poems. It is a misnomer to think that she was a recluse, not really a misnomer, but a myth to think that she was a recluse or a reclusive figure. Uh, she did shy away from society in her later years when she she died quite young in her mid-50s, but she did shy away from societal trappings towards the end of her life. 
mainly to work on her art, or maybe she was just tired of people. Um, but she did try and get a couple of poems published. She didn't work at it too hard, but it's also a myth to think that uh, they discovered these poems and were like, oh my God, I can't believe Emily was a poet. That's not the case. Uh, she wrote over a thousand poems and shared a lot of them in letters and even used the poetry as a form of writing a letter to many acquaintances and family members. So it's a bit of a myth to think that they were stunned to find out that this poet was living upstairs or something like that. She concentrated a lot on death and parting and sorrow. Uh, I believe I, I don't know, <laughs> I haven't read them all, of course, there's so many, but I've, I've, the number I've seen is 600 poems or something of hers deal with uh, death. I like this one um, because that that final uh, two lines in that second stanza, their parting is all we know of heaven and all we need of hell. And boy, is that the, the truth. Um, if you're not going strictly on faith, then all you know of heaven is parting, that someone has left. You don't even know where they've gone, but you know that they've left. And it's all you need of hell, because there is no hell like that, uh, I don't think. Um, where someone is gone, you can't talk to them anymore, and, and they're missing. And, you, and it is hellish, isn't it, uh, when that happens? Uh, at the beginning of the poem, my life closed twice before its close. It yet remains to see if immortality unveil a third event to me. I take that to mean... She's had two heartbreaks previously to this, the one that she's referring to, um, or at least the one that she, the two heartbreaks before her own close. And it remains to be seen if immortality unveil a third event to me. She doesn't know where she's going to go. You know, her heart's been broken twice, or she's lost a couple of people. The next one might be her, and she doesn't know that she's waiting to see if immortality will uh, be unveiled to her. So she doesn't know where she's going, and that's just reiterated in the second stanza with parting is all we know of heaven and all we need of hell. We don't know what's going to happen when we go to heaven. We just know that there's parting, and we don't need any more of that. <laughs> we don't need any more of that hell. So that's uh, Emily Dickinson's parting. Again, I don't know if she gave it that title or an editor did, uh, but I think it's a powerful short poem, and I do circle back to it a lot when I think of people going through some pain of parting, especially when it comes to, unfortunately, death in this world. So there's a real happy pick-me-up on a Saturday uh, with words and coffee. I promise the next one, I think it's going to be Alexander Pope, because I was looking at some of his stuff, and I'd like to revisit him. I think some Alexander Pope, and one that's a little bit more cheery. But thank you for joining me again, whoever you are, for Saturday morning words and coffee.